Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Migraines, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined by probably the only veteran who's not using stolen valor in a disinformation podcast. It's Sarge! I don't understand that reference, but hello from the internet. I'm taking it back to that thing I used to say. It's uh, M- Mueller, she wrote, had a giant ordeal. There was this huge expose about how the lady behind that podcast is like stolen valor and the, the things she claimed <laughs> happened, the things that she claimed happened in her military history are not true. So, boom, screw you, grifters. We have a true vet who didn't lie about his fucking record. <laughs> you love to hear it. Yes, and I'm also joined by the mysterious L. Wagwan, beautiful babies. Uh, yeah, classic Mike raids. Uh, d- d- forgot to mention that during the Boosh. That, th- that thing that we probably should talk about because it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, we, we were like, we were brainstorming and we were just like, anything to talk about this week? And then we got like literally 30 seconds into the show, but he's just like, oh, there's one I forgot. And instead of bringing it up later, we're going to bring it up right now during our intros. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was we just more chat box. And the best part was we had technical difficulties before that. And during those technical difficulties, Mike Rains also brought up the, the live PGA merger. Another thing he fucking forgot to mention at all when we were discussing what we should talk about in our Boucher headlines. And he was just like, oh, now that we're, now that we're sitting down and trying to record the show and I'm literally just resolving a technical situation, how about that PGA thing? Anyway, okay, it's time for us to enter ourselves. Man, that QAnon fucking podcast Crazy Stolen Valley thing is wild, right? Anyway, I'm Mike Raines. And I'm just like, what is going on? Did I take fucking crazy pills? Yeah, you absolutely did. <laughs> I guess there's more to talk about this week than we thought, guys. A touch, a skosh, maybe, perhaps. <laughs> okay, well, at least it gave me something to 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 start to kick off our banter about because yes. it's yeah. incredibly wild. Yeah. Also, I just had mad blood sucked out of my body, so get ready for get ready for an even loopier than normal L. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, yes, my doctor, my doctor uh, told me to come here to uh, get four vials of blood pumped out of my body, and they were just like, interesting, because another doctor has you down here for four other vials. I was like, E-Vials it is! <laughs> All the vials. The easiest way to lose weight is to take the blood out of your body. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm bad trip. Although I replaced it right away with buffalo macaroni and cheese pizza. Oh, that sounds delightful. Because Excellent. the area I live in is the land of uh, milk and honey, if those were two ingredients in buffalo chicken. the the In my area, they have buffalo chicken, pretty much everything that can be buffalo chicken. It's incredible. <laughs> the other day I was at a grocery store, not a restaurant, not a food truck, not a food cart, an actual grocery store that accepts EBT and everything. And uh, they had buffalo chicken egg rolls available. They were just like, would you like these? We make them in-house. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, man. It is nice to just have crazy flavor wherever you want it to be. Like, I, I-, I don't know what it was, but... I had a revelation, I don't know, like four or five months ago. I was like, you can actually get just like fresh cupcakes from the supermarket. That's incredible. It's like so wild. And then I'm just like, oh, wait, all supermarkets do that. This is totally normal. I'm being blown away <laughs> by just the most mundane thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, I feel like cupcakes have probably had a pretty strong foothold for a while. I mean, uh, just, a, a handmade was... buffalo chicken egg roll is a little spicy. It's sort of far afield. <laughs> There was yes. a couple years ago. I think I think it was like ten years ago. Cupcakes were just like fucking everywhere. All those cupcake shops opened up. 
and then like hot take i'm glad corona killed them i hope i hope i hope the people that had all those astronauts like ended up like you know fighting their footing and doing fine i don't wish any ill on them but i do hate an artisan cupcake oh man i am here for the artisan cookie wars cookies are cookies are fine because they're never globbing a huge fucking dollop of horrifying frosting on the top of a cookie always put too much frosting on way too much dude it's like it's like the same the same diameter of the cupcake it's sitting on it's like yeah made it impossible to eat as a bite like i had to take the the giant thing of frosting off and i was like (laughs) that's kind of how i feel about a lot of crumble cookies because like crumble like a lot of crumble cookies are good but the ones with like excellent extra frosting and chocolate glaze and slime it's like i want the cookie if i wanted all this other stuff i would just get a cake or something well no here's the point and it was brought up to me let's be honest crumble cookies are small cakes you are buying a small cake you're not buying you're buying a small cookie cake you're not buying a cookie that you can eat like from a, a bag. You're buying a small cake that you might need utensils to eat. And I but think some some people it. have like uh like local alternatives, and I'm I'm jealous of them. Uh, psych, I don't have to be one of them. One of those people is me. I have a local alternative to that. <laughs> uh, but I know that like when I used to live out in KC, there was like a local place that did that jive. Right? It was like delivery cookies until three a.m. like uh, out to your door that it, yeah insomnia cookies uh yeah and they they're like a uh they're a chain they're not obviously everywhere but they're like, oh uh, uh so they're like a small like sort of like local thing or whatever yeah. or, or, or are they like small but nationwide because i never heard of them i think they're small but nationwide because someone else was talking about them at their college in like probably somewhere else in the midwest uh no crazy the, the one i have near me is like truly like a local business uh they're, they're not open as late like they usually close around like midnight or whatever but yeah you could you can holler at them uh for my recent birthday they had my favorite flavor as a specialty cookie it was some sort of like it was like banana and like white oreo pieces and like it was delightful i love banana bananas incredible why did they even bother making more fruit <laughs> Well, I mean, they it with well, banana. yeah, and God made the banana to prove his existence and to terrify atheists. So the atheists, oh, yeah, they so, dude, I mean, to be fair, like if you once you train yourself to do the banana the right way, like the way the monkeys do the banana and you realize that the banana truly is just like the most delicious fruit and it comes individually wrapped for you with a handle and everything. It's just sort of like, look, I'm not going to say it proves God exists, but I am going to say that it's like a mighty convenient fruit. Yes, <laughs> like like I mean, like you know how tropical fruit includes like coconut and pineapple and banana. Those things could not be more different. The banana is the most convenient fruit of all time, and coconuts <laughs> and pineapples are both nightmares. <laughs> you, yeah, you we looked at a pineapple and like, let's try and eat that. Yeah, and a coconut was just like, I bet if I just like take smash objects and that. smash this thing, the inside of it will be delicious. Like, apparently, humanity was just incredibly hungry all the time and thusly invented all forms of violence to obtain food from things that should not be eaten. That was just, yeah, the way I would imagine that they saw animals like eating them in some form or fashion and just being like, oh, I, I, I see, these can be eaten. Although the coconut's wild, because it's just like you climb up a tree to get what looks like a rock covered in hair. You're like, oh, I can't wait to crack this soap. It's going to be so good. Well, and they're covered <laughs> in even more stuff. Like, when you see a like a real coconut, there's a lot that you don't eat. Yeah, it's a, I mean, yeah, the, the coconut seems a crit, but, but also, like, once you get inside, it's pretty nice. It's got... Got it's got a little pocket of like water in there to hydrate you. It's got like some nice like it's got a good flavor to it. Don't get me wrong, I love a coconut. But I'm just saying, banana's the king of fruit. And 
to me personally, you know how like they burned the Library of Alexandria and lost like thousands of years of knowledge. That is the second most tragic thing that ever happened in history in terms of like losing something as, as the original banana. The fact that I do not know what the original banana tastes like is horrible. Like I hate it. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. I wish to God that somebody will find one of those seeds and we can bring back the OG banana and I can experience it. This oh, has yeah. been Produce Isle, our podcast within podcast where we talk about our favorite produce. Uh, Bananas goaded, fight me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think a lot of people will. Um, I know a lot of cats that are just like, yeah, bananas are fine. And I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. They're so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my my go-to ice cream order at the place up the street is bananas, peanut butter, and marshmallow. Honestly, now that it's the summer season, I am confronted with the fact that weirdly, despite being originally from the South, I do not and have never liked watermelon. Mm. It's like a weird, it's the texture. Like, I like like the flavor, but the texture, for whatever reason, it just hits my mouth real wrong, and I hate it. So, (laughs) never have we had more disagreements, almost bordering on fights, me and my partner, than she's very, like, focused on texture eater, and like, She's like, I don't like the texture of beef. And she was like, the other day, she's like, I don't know if I like the texture of chicken anymore. And I was like, I guess we'll just die then. It's just <laughs> fish then. We're down to just fish. If you take out chicken, we're we're fucking dead. We're gonna die. Like you, you have to keep liking chicken. Um, I can't subsist on. Fish and tofu as my only proteins. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'll have to you'll have to move on to alligator. Which every time I've had it, has reminded me is the exact halfway point between chicken and fish in a way that, like, I think is very unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I don't really like fish. I, I mean, I'm not a fish fan. I don't like. I like. I'm not a huge fan of uh, fish flavor or texture. Like, and, and when it comes to fish that I do like, like you know, that I'll sit down and be like, oh, I'm gonna eat some fish. It's like the world's most. It's like the pumpkin spice latte of fish. I'm just like, let me get some fried cod or whatever fisherman platter from Blog John Silver's. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and then scallops. I've always like like that's that's the one thing that is like specifically seafood and a little weird for people who t- typically don't like seafood to be into. But I love a scallop. Yeah. Oh yeah, see, I love those too. Yeah. Anyway, see, it's not just about produce. Now we're talking about what fine fish we enjoy. But I feel like we've vamped for long enough and we can get it to our amuse-bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. Okay, well, we'll start with the ones that we had written down and we'll move to the ones that Mike Rains dredged up in media res. Mike made up. (laughs) Yes. So so let's start with our first amuse-bouche topic, which I have written down here. A student sued. Because our good friend uh, Jay Stu is on the wrong side of a lawsuit. For more information, I'll turn it over to Mike Rains. Mike, good friend Jay Stu. You know he's fighting the good fight, and we love him. He hates yep. QAnon, so therefore we are definitely friends with him, and he is totally cool. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on in his life? Uh, so Cash Patel, QAnon grifter and G- general scumbag Trump bootlick, has hit Jay Stu with a ten million dollar defamation lawsuit because uh, Jay Stu has called him a Russian agent and all sorts of other bullshit. And Cash is sick of his shit and is going after him. And this is basically because Jay Stu took the Michael Flynn lawsuit so unseriously and was just like, whatevs, and just like threw it in the trash. He only hired a lawyer like the day after his uh, deadline to file a 
to basically file his side of the story because like, you've been sued. Now you have to go to the court and be like, okay, I acknowledge that I've been sued. This is why me being sued is bullshit. You're supposed to do these things. And, and Stu was basically looking to default himself immediately. He was trying to do the Alex Jones speed run on this thing. <laughs> and then at the last second, he was like, you know, a default judgment would probably suck. I should actually engage in this lawsuit. And Cash Patel saw that Stu was being a huge dum-dum with Flynn and was like, fuck it. I'm going to hit this guy with a lawsuit too. So Cash's lawsuit is more bullshit than Flynn's, but it's all because Stu just doesn't want to acknowledge reality. And he and his crew have this bizarre theory that, Oh, if they take us to court, we'll just sue them back. They'll be so scared of the countersuit. They'll drop their lawsuit because they know we got the goods on them. Because we know that Flynn made Q and these best buddies of Putin and all the blah, blah, blah. And it's just, no. Of course, that's what they believe because <laughs> I've said this before and I'll say it again. The people who like support J. Stu, uh, you know, I'm not, their core beliefs aside, they behave exactly like QAnon supporters. They 100% just behave exactly like their enemy. It's like a weird feature of that. They're just like, yeah, we're going to really get them. And all of our tactics and all of our complaints and all of our talking points are going to be just the like liberal coded playbook, but for them, liberal, liberal coded Q playbook. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just that. And and much like QAnon, they will never be dissuaded from their beliefs. There's nothing that could sh be shown to them that would make them think Michael Flynn didn't start QAnon. Michael Flynn is not the big bad of this operation. They they just have to believe that some super big bad started this shit. It just wasn't a LARP on 4chan that got popular via bullshit. I mean, I've mentioned this before. There, yeah. there were so many Anons before Q. It's like, it wasn't, this isn't even like Q was like unique or broke new ground. It was just literally everyone was on the chance when if they weren't posting Nazi shit or lolly porn, they were just like, hey, I'm from Hollywood and you wouldn't believe the shit that's going on here. You wouldn't believe it. Or, hey, I'm, I'm from the FBI and oh my God, it's so terrible what they're doing to these kids. You don't get it. And these people would get an audience every now and then, and then they would just run out of LARPing material and vanish away. And that was it. It was just a cue and forward momentum from building an audience and people buying into it too much. And it snowballed and that's it. I mean, but the idea that any, any like state disinformation operative network, the KGB was like, you know what we need to do? The 75th Anon on Fortune. That's the one that's going to break wide open. Well, it's like when people who talk about superhero movies are just like, oh, man, super movies like proved that they were market successful and like could reach a big audience and like do good numbers with the release of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man in 2002. And it's just like, y'all, Blade was an R-rated superhero movie that did like big numbers relative to its budget in 1998. And it was about a guy who kills vampires. So it's just like, <laughs> let's not pretend like this was yeah. the impossible mission you guys are making it out to be. Yeah. The, the Michael Keaton Batman movies, the first two... Like, we're not R-rated, but did numbers, and we're pretty dark. Yeah, but that, that's like a different era, you know? Because during the 90s, superhero movies became like a huge joke and were terrible. So it's just sort of like everybody everybody wants to give Sam Raimi Spider-Man credit for being the, the sort of like superhero renaissance. So it's just like, it was really Blade. I mean, that happened several years before. But what are you going to do? Uh, nothing new under the sun. It turns out that uh, QAnon and J2 supporters are dum-dums in equal measures. And I hope 
that whoever actually ends up being declared to be the aggrieved party gets their $10 million or whatever. (laughs) Or they can all just kind of fuck off. I I feel like Cash Patel's like one, he's real close to like getting in actual big kid trouble. Uh, It'll be easier for him to pay lawyers with $10 million out of J-Sue's pocket though. Not wrong. (laughs) As if Jace 2 has got 10 mil laying around. I mean, oh, dude, uh, he's got a substack. He's like the king of the disinfo slayers or whatever. His substack's <laughs> popping off. Yo. I mean, we, could, we could all wish to be so so big-brained and well-loved as Jace 2. Oh, if only, if only we could. Oh, I mean, so he definitely great. is bigger type than us. He's getting sued for $10 million. That's like a pretty good feather in your cap if you want to just be like, I'm hot shit. But it turns out that none of us are even remotely close to hot shit in the realm of anything. Because the thing, the kid, the, the pool that we're playing in is like small potatoes. It's like the, two of the members of, two of the members of the government are into QAnon. That's way more than should be, but still not like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not like Skynet's about to take over tomorrow. <laughs> Oh, come on, Skynet. You'll make our podcast huge. Let's do Yeah, that. I mean, I would love to. Dude, if Q really wants to start popping off and like giving, giving us some listens again, that would be great. Or I say again. I mean, don't get me wrong. Our listenership is fine, but we got a big bump because of January 6th. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Happen. yeah. So continue to do failed Qs, please. Yes. Yes. Continue. Don't Qs only, though. No no real successful right. Qs. Yeah. <laughs> failed Con- Qs. Yeah. Continue to be newsworthy, but ineffective. That's what we need. The oh, money. that's the dream. Yeah. Because because all we've ever cared about is, like, making cash. We're the most capitalistic, what, what? liberal, anti-Cuba <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> it's what makes us, us, our, our, our salivating desire to sell out in some cases. Oh, we, God. We do talk about selling out constantly. I just, God, it's the dream. I want to sell it so bad. It's like... <sighs> Like my three dreams in order are one, go back in time and relive my life with the knowledge I have now. Two, superpowers. I have them now. I have powers. And then three, selling out for gobs of cash. That's the order. <laughs> yeah, I want to explain Pizzagate after doing the me undies read. That's the dream. That's really all I want in this world. I just like be like, <laughs> now I'm going to explain what why the crow gets nuts. But first, me undies has got a deal for you, and then just bam, just just right into it. Or I can or I can do the whole DraftKings thing and have to go over the 98 hotlines to call for your gambling addiction in each different state that has DraftKings. I'm here for all of it. Please let me let me cash out. Let me let's do this. We can dare to dream, but for now, yeah. shut your wet mouth so that we can uh, get to the, having you open your wet mouth to talk about the return of our friend Tucker Carlson, who's back in Twitter form. Uh, so I didn't watch any of this. I, I I hope that you did because I'd really love to know some about it. So what's going on with with Tucker Carlson's triumphant return to his mass media platform? Well, number one, it's blurry. <laughs> yeah, it's it is incredibly low production values. This is Tucker well, his, Car- his first guest. Uh, the guest for his first show was Bigfoot, so it's a part of the deal. <laughs> yes, he. Uh, it was it's low production values. It was like ten minutes. It was really weird that he just didn't even have a full show. I guess mostly because he didn't book guests, so he was like, "I'm just going to do my opening monologue and call that my show for the day." I'm not going to bring on libs of TikTok to scream and yell about some elementary school going a little too far of their pride, uh, their pride celebrations, and thusly they need to be uh, have bomb fets thrown in against them. So how how could like why would it look so bad? Isn't he stinking rich? Like I remember when like all the all the late night hosts had to start doing their stuff from inside of their house, and thanks to the power of money, it just looked pretty good. 
thanks to the power of interns bringing cameras to their house. <laughs> but it, it, it's really, yeah, it's really weird why it looked so bad. I mean, it, it, like, I don't know what he was going for with that setup. It just didn't look very aesthetically appealing. It didn't, I mean, like Alex Jones has his dumb studio setup that he paid top dollar for, and he looks like a reporter. I mean, he's a screaming crank and a moron, but that set looks nice. And even like Nick Fuentes' green screen looks reasonably like passable if you're a dumb dumb and you just hey this young guy's talking and his setup looks pretty good. And yet Tuck Tuck, who's like a the frozen food trillionaire, somehow has this ridiculous yeah I'm out in my tool shed talking about how much I hate the government and by the way Ukraine sucks and it's just like really that's. This is wow, your- the, the way you just described it made it seem like he should have been making an improvised explosive de- device while he was doing his monologue. <laughs> in a dimly, like, it is like dimly like a Raj ranting about how he hates the government, what's going on with Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, I, strong it's strong Ted Kaczynski vibes. Yeah. No one knows why it looks like so much shit and why he went live with it. With it looking like that, he's a millionaire in his own right. So, yeah, he's back, but it looks like crap. I don't know if he just wanted, he thought it was better to move fast than to look good. It's also, it's on Twitter. So what? Those are words to live by. It's better to move fast than to look good, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. It, it is genius. Does that make me more or less evolved because I don't look good or move fast? Yeah. <laughs> You've you've broke the paradigm. You're 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 beyond you're beyond the left right or the capitalist communist narratives. L is transcendent. Yeah, in, in the in the words of one Miles Morales Spider Man, nah, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so it looked bad. How about the message? Was it the strong hand on the wheel that we needed in these trying times? Uh, it was basically Russia propaganda that Ukraine blew up that dam and not the Russians. And so basically, if you don't know, the big story right now is that Ukraine's getting ready for their big counterattack that we've been waiting for for all this time. So uh, a dam, a very big, powerful dam that was in the that was on, that was on the front lines, people kind of knew if that thing blew up, it would be a humanitarian crisis and it could like kind of bog down the war and stuff. And suddenly that dam exploded and everyone's throwing a fit about it because this is really bad. And also the people who are rightly saying that Russia did this, a.k.a. reality people. Everyone with a brain. Are pointing out that this is kind of a change in Russia's tactics because before the idea was like conquering Ukraine and keeping it intact so that Russia could absorb it and the whole Liebenstrom thing. We're like, boom, now we have Ukraine, great, everything's great. And now they're more sort of just like, well, we're probably not going to actually conquer Ukraine. So just fucking destroying it is probably our best option for a quote unquote win. So Russia has become like just whiny piss babies at this point that are just like, well, we're probably not going to win. So we're just going to break as much shit as we can on our way out, which not great. So. Yeah, the ship, they, I think they realized the ship has seemingly sailed on that and Ukraine flew an explosive drone into it. And now <laughs> Ukraine is just like, we have genuinely reached a tipping point. Um, Poland, I believe, has reached a deal where they're like, oh, you can have all our old jets that we're not using anymore. We're getting new ones. 
Um, several other countries have reached deals to sell them F-16s. Definitely not us. Definitely not America. Brokering deals through like three different shell <laughs> countries to get Wink- them F-16s. Winky, winky, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the- I'm going to take this opportunity to segue into another Bush item. We can, we can still talk about the UK and stuff, but I just yeah. wanted to mention, because this is the one I forgot to talk about. You know how that whistleblower <laughs> guy came out this week? It was just like, hey, we definitely have like full, full on like working UFOs and like a ton of wreckage and a bunch oh, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if the American government has that, what, like, I mean, it doesn't matter if it's so advanced that we can't glean anything from it. And the fact that we are still afraid of nuclear weapons from other countries leads me to believe that we ain't got shit. Like, I feel like if we crack the anti-grav drive out of one of these fucking <laughs> UFOs, we could figure out a way to do a bunch of wild shit with it that would secure our borders from the threat of nuclear Armageddon. And then we could just be like, hey, Russia, stop, or we'll just destroy you. <laughs> Yeah, there there wouldn't be any more war with Ukraine. There wouldn't be war with anybody. We would just like you would just see glowing beams, a la Independence Day, like picking up world leaders we don't like, and just like, yeah, it would it would be like the last time we invented a, a weapon that nobody else could comprehend or understand, the nuke, and it was yeah. just like okay, well, no more war with America. Yeah, <laughs> moratorium about wars with America, please. Yeah. Well, they, they they may tell they may tell us when they would like to get involved in one of our wars, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, actually, Tucker brought up UFOs in 9-11. That was, besides towing the line on Russian propaganda, Tucker was just sort of like, you know, we should dig more into UFOs in 9-11. I think that's, that was what I, um, the rest of my 10 minutes that I have used that it's not open Russian propaganda is just going to be more 9-11 trutherism, which I've dabbled in previously, and also UFOs. Anyway, of course we have to do shell game nonsense because Russia has nukes. And that means that if ever, if they ever just decide they want to end the party, they get to hit the party over button. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, the only yes, it is very worrying that like the number one thing keeping us going right now is mutually assured destruction, where Russia has to like. Well, it's even more worrying because Russia tried to test out one of their nukes and they couldn't get it to work. So now it's just like the complete illusion that they have nukes. Like, do they? We don't know. Their boats don't even work. (laughs) <laughs> that would be well, the, the problem is that only one of their nukes would need to work when yeah, they tried to use it needs to work You're, because yeah. i bet a yeah. lot of ours still work maybe if even maybe even all of them still but certainly <laughs> a lot of them we spend a lot of money on our defense i would like to imagine that our nukes are functional <laughs> yeah <laughs> as much as i would like to imagine our nukes are anything because nuclear war is fucking awful all forms of war are terrible but just again the fact that it's just like yeah well They've got nukes, so what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, we've already, it's just like, once this war is over, you're guaranteed a spot in NATO, and Ukraine's like, cool, and it's like, in the meantime, everyone's just going to be giving you U.S. military surplus stuff, but not America. Other countries are going to give it to you. They just happen to have them all lying around. And it's so weird. So weird how America. Oh, the, those those twenty F fifty F sixteens that America left casually laying around in the United Kingdom. So weird. How I mean, they- to be fair, that is how the Taliban heroically took over their country once we pulled out with yes. our own weapons. Yes. What, what a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on from this and talk about slightly light, light, lighter and fluffier uh, Bush topic uh, because this week, uh, still in the headlines, but not the actual headlines, is our buddy Elon Musk. And every week we have to talk about this dumb idiot and his stupid grotesque penis, one million United States dollars, et cetera. Uh, so, Mike, why are we talking about Elon Musk this week? 
Uh, we were talking about Elon Musk this week because, because literally right before this podcast was being recorded, uh, Elon replied to a lunatic tweet from someone where basically uh, this guy posted um, a photo of Joe Biden, our beloved president, and a photo of Mel Gibson in like a tank top with his with his guns, guns blazing and glistening. He had the man butter working pretty good on this photo. And uh, the person who made this tweet was named Top Lobster, which is a Jordan Peterson reference, if you didn't know that, which is very okay. sad. Uh, he said, you can do adrenochrome or you can hate the Jays. Which way, Western man? And basically it was based, uh, Biden's doing adrenochrome and that's why he's old and decrepit. And Mel Gibson hates the Jays and that makes him swole. And... Elon saw this tweet and needed to reply to it and said, Gibson is really that buff these days? Just pretending to ignore the whole adrenochrome and raging anti-Semitism in the tweet. Oh, Elon's for sure an anti-Semite. He's tweeted out a Nazi tweet, a Nazi quote, multiple times. The first time people called him on it, he deleted it. The second time when people called him on it, he just ignored it. And just like, nope, gonna leave that up. Yeah. Uh, well, he's a free speech absolutist, you see. Yes. yes. Which yeah. means he hates the Jays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is just, it's just really wild that this guy is just going to just see how f- far he can just throw Twitter into the ground and destroy it. I mean, he is going to do this. He is going to succeed in killing this platform for whatever reason, uh, whatever brain worms the man has, and they are powerful and large, but he's just, there's, there's can't, he's can't stop, won't stop. He's doing this and he knows what he's doing and he's all in on it. And he is happy as a pig and shit right now, just being, I own Twitter and I will associate with anti-Semites. I'll talk to a guy who's bringing up adrenochrome, which is both QAnon and modern modernized blood libel. Elon, so, do you know how many mediocre pop stars would touch your disfigured penis with the amount of money you have? And you could just leave everybody alone again and like fail at launching rockets and make cars that run over children. Like, he did that, though. He already fired two children into Grimes against all sanity and reason. Again, Grimes, terrible person, chose to associate with them, went back to the well again for a whole other human being to come out of her body that is part of him. Fucking monster she is. So enjoy, enjoy your fucking shitty pop music, Grimes fans. Glad to be able to swallow that pill. Uh, so, yeah, it, like he's already been there and done that, baby. He needs a new trip. He needs to spend $44 billion to just make sure that he's the center of attention for like a little while. <laughs> So yes. this is this is his midlife crisis. He like, oh yeah, he yeah. he's he dude. He's McLovin' it. He's like like and like and like the the people. I feel like if liberals were willing to embrace Elon Musk for any reason and just wallow around in whatever shit like he was into, like I don't think that he's actually super like specifically anti-Semitic or racist or transphobic or any of that shit. I just think I that he's a dumb. I just think that he's a dumb goober who's at least enough of those things to just be willing to crank that up so that he can get people to try to like him more. Like he's just, he's just willing to, he's willing to be that for the attention. 
He's just, a, but I feel like if you dug dad deep into his fucking core, he probably wouldn't have any like strong opinions about anything except for maybe anime girls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could probably tell you what class he likes the best in Elden Ring. I mean, he uh, he or an intern of his like ground up a character to like some insanely high level, which people love pointing out when they're oh, yeah. like, his, his, his intern made his like little four hundred like fucking the Elden Ring character, and then he picks up the controller. He's just like, so here I am with my incredible so character. Easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of uh, Saint Cloud from the Venture Brothers. That's that's how that's how Elon Musk is in, in real life. That's that like instead of getting Saint Cloud, we get Elon Musk, just like a dumb idiot with endless money who's not doing anything funny, goofy, or interesting with it. He's just using it to to buy Twitters and then fuck them into the dirt. Do you think we get an Elon character and or just straight up Elon in the Venture Brothers movie? Uh, probably not. No. I mean, unless they're gonna like decapitate him or something. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that the, I don't think that those lads would be very interested in anything Elon Musk has got going on. <laughs> I'm certain they don't like him. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I guess like maybe he gets decapitated by some sort of exploding helicopter plane or something. Who knows? But and like he, he's not gonna, he's not gonna be there being like like his appearance on The Simpsons, where it's just like, oh my god, it's genius, Elon Musk, and he's yeah. just like, hi, I'm a genius. It's just like, okay, cool, well, great. I, I know we've brought this up a bunch of times, but I just love that we have that period in our media that in 20 years is going to be such a bad look. It's a bad look now, but it, like in a, in a few years, it's going to be like, holy shit, really? There were that many shows that sucked this guy's dick before he became a sort of raging anti-Semite racist who destroyed Twitter? Well, it's I just think- like, yeah, before he fucking flipped the switch and decided to go full full good, like he had tricked a lot of the media and therefore a lot of people, myself are included for a little while. That he was this, like, cool, genius guy, like, trying to get us into space and building cool, like, virtual reality, like, programs. It was a good time. Yeah. Inventing, inventing, like, batteries and, like, new shit. I was just like, oh, this guy seems pretty rad. And then he, like, talked once or whatever. I was to hear it. <laughs> he took the all the way off. Yeah. He, he, t- he typed some stuff that was an opinion he had. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he offered to create a death trap to try to get those kids out of that cave, and then the people that were actually rescuing them were like, "Thanks, Elon, we got this." And then Elon was like, "You're a pedophile." Yeah, I think that probably was the first, the first like big, like crazy. That was like the people's eyebrow moment, you know. That was when Elon Musk really was just like, "Wait, what? What's going on?" (laughs) Why? I've invented a submarine to rescue those children. Certified cave rescue expert. That's stupid. You're a pedophile. Yeah, th- thanks, but no thanks. All right, pedo, whatever. If you're touching kids, you monster. Wow. <laughs> Fucking intense. Yeah. And also unfounded. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah okay. Yeah. How, how did we get to pedophile? That es- as, as they say, that escalated really quickly. I mean, it's just... it sure did. That, that was definitely revealing that, oh, he's always been a shitbag idiot. And yeah. like... I think it. I think it, not long after that. Well, certainly recently, it's come out that he's always just been a nightmare at SpaceX, where they just have to like. Oh yeah, um, obviously. Like like once pictures started coming out of him from like yeah. college and stuff, where he just looked like the worst kid you knew in your theater department, but he happened to be like a science geek or whatever. You're just like, oh, this is not good. Yeah, <laughs> we should we should not be venerating this person. <laughs> yeah, oh Star Trek Discovery. You are the first one I know of that did it. It seems like Elon Musk's like supervillain origin story is like a flashback scene from him getting like bullied at a Ren Fair by some like Ren Fair strongman, like one of the actual knights 
who gets out there and performs on horseback or whatever. He's the... It's just like, dude, get the fuck out of here, Elon. You're like, yeah, go back to your tent or whatever. Like, they're they're kids that need to throw axes. We're doing real shit over here. He's the <laughs> definition of the the crying Pepe knocked over meme. Yeah. Like... Oh, absolutely. What a clown. Anyway, he's the clown we have to talk about every week. So we'll get back to him uh, next week. Uh, briefly, before we move on from the boosh, let's uh, let's quickly touch on some of the stuff that Mike Rains brought up earlier, starting with uh, the PGA Live thing. How... <laughs> How does QAnon feel about golf? Because QAnon strikes me as pretty white and male, and so does golf. So the fact that that's going to be like now suddenly like like the Saudis' hands are going to be right up in that. QAnon like... is weirdly old too. Like, <laughs> oh oh yeah, Pop Pop got pilled. That is definitely a big thing about QAnon. Well, so how do they feel about MBS's hand being up in their colons now? Oh, they love it. Oh, they're so happy the Live Tour bought out the PGA. The woke PGA got bought out by the beloved America First. <laughs> they merged? Yes. Yep. There was no buying out of anybody. It was a merger. It was fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was oh. two two totally equal entities with e- totally equal like value and market share and you know zeitgeist behind them. They were totally the same. The PGA Tour, which has been around for like ever, and Live, which showed up last year, the year before. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and suddenly they're now just one, totally, totally on the level. Yeah, so it's great. But QAnon very much in favor of this because in QAnon lore, the Saudis are good guys. That is a like fundamental bedrock part huh. of the narrative. Because um we never finished that series because we got to run K, like Q drop like 50 before we became a weekly news podcast and not a Q and Q drop deep dive podcast. But Q drop 72 was basically the moment where uh, Q had to give up on his deadline because November 4th, 2017 was supposed to be when everyone got cuffed and stuffed and the world was saved. And Donald Trump was flying around in air force one safe from it all. And uh, November 4th, 2017 rolled around and that shit didn't, fucking happen and some anon on the chan boards posted wait a minute mbs just arrested all of his enemies in saudi arabia that's a big thing what's going on there and q was like good catch patriot we lied to you (laughs) we lied to you about the whole america thing because we wanted the deep state to reallocate their forces to america they left saudi arabia wide open to us and we've liberated it and mbs is our white hat champion that is going to save the world through saudi arabia so like when Khashoggi got murdered, boom, they were like, yeah, kill that journalist. Saudi Arabia, good. Like they're just all of that. It is this QAnon is this incredibly like psychotic alternate reality where dictators are good and democracies are bad. They love they love Putin, Kim Jong-un and MBS. Love them. Well, I want to make sure I like, you know, I, I feel like it's important to get this out there. I want to make say one thing perfectly clear on the podcast. I will stop criticizing Saudi Arabia for one million United States. <laughs> <laughs> get in touch, Saudi Arabia. I think you're lowballing. <laughs> L will be L will be the official spokesman of the the live tour, which it now is actually. I'm oh no, that that would require more. I okay, think so buy my silence for one million dollars because I can certainly <laughs> talk about other shit, but. If they if they want me to actually stump for them, we can get on there. It's fine. Yep. I am for I am for sale. L will sports wash you. He's here for it. Yeah. I'll be like, you know, maybe women shouldn't have rights. Am I right, guys? <laughs> and they're just like, what's that behind you? Is that a giant overflowing duffel bag of currency? And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had anything behind me. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to run to the bank, which I do every day normally, and even when I don't have this duffel bag that I don't have in my hand. Thank you. Thank you. I'd get arrested immediately. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I don't. I don't run anywhere. They're like the jig is up. You've never run ever. Uh, yep. Okay, and then uh, what was that? What was the 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 final news item? Ah, yes, uh, that 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 the lunatic woman who's been stealing valor for bad long, and so well, uh, like I only heard a little bit about this through the Twitter sphere. So, Mike, give give us the heads up on that. You know what? Actually, this is fun enough. Let's just make this a news item. I'm elevating it. I'm elevating it to news. Let's get into the news. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Look at that, we're going fucking crazy on this yeah. podcast, elevating push <laughs> items to news to, to to like headline news item. Okay, Mike, give us a skinny. What's going on with the, the most stolen of valor? Okay, so the lady behind Mueller, she wrote basically uh Allison Gill. Good title. Yeah, she um this is one of so Mueller she wrote is obviously a hopium left-wing kind of podcast where Trump's going down any day now, we're gonna get him. And because it's named after Mueller and he was supposed to be the he was the original white knight that was going to defeat yeah. uh, Trump. So this person uh, named a Freudian slip, you can find them at fraud underscore fraud underscore 101 F-R-A-U-D-E uh, underscore 101. They created a very long thread documenting uh, the bizarre history that Gill has created for herself and her family. Um just nothing about her backstory checks out. The timelines for everything is wrong. Wait, so you're saying that she's not a uh, wounded veteran who was a nuclear like sub-engine repair technician during the Gulf War? Yes, exactly. That is, she is not these things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, um, sh- this person, like they've got the receipts. It's a very long thread where they just break down all these things and they show that she wasn't involved in the first, uh, the first Gulf War and all that stuff because the timeline doesn't match up in any way, shape, or form. And so this happened. And really, funnily, uh, as a callback, our boy Jay Stu jumped in and was like defending her. He's like, "If you see these anonymous people posting threads attacking folks in our community, it's all argle bargle." And it's like, Jay Stu, what are you doing? Like you and Mueller, she wrote, really have no common ground here except for just being anti-Trump leftist, uh, like con artists. But here you are, weirdly, weirdly white knighting her for whatever reason. Yeah, bro. Us liberals only really need to stick together when it comes to like the big boy stuff, like defeating shitty presidential candidates and shit like that. Otherwise, we've got our own thing going on. And like, I am happy. That's why I wanted to elevate this to news. I'm happy to see liberal scumbags get fucked over and like called out just as much as I like it when it happens to stupid conservatives. It just turns out the stupid conservatives tend to paint themselves into those corners a little more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they sure do. Man, it's it's usually, I don't understand. Stolen Valor is routinely just so easy to like research, research yeah. especially when they give definitive dates. Yeah. It's like, and uh, she, in her backstory, she killed off her grandfather in World War II, but he actually lived. It was very weird. Yeah, that, that was that was a really crazy twist in that story. Because I, I did read all this person's tweets, but I was reading them like the day they came out. So it wasn't super fresh in my mind. Yeah. yeah. The, fact, the fact that like her, her, her actually heroic grandfather. Yes. <laughs> like in her narrative, he is dead. 
and in reality he lived for like he he did eventually die but he lived for a nice long time and was an absolute unit it was just like oh, a good i thought for around. a second there you said she killed her grandfather in the, her story and i was like excuse no, me. no no in, in the narrative her her, her heroic yeah, uh, her, her heroic vampire a uh, vampire veteran grandfather no not uh, a vampire Yes. A vampire veteran grandfather uh, died heroically instead of living heroically because it's yes. easier if he died heroically, you know. Right. Yeah. I love how like she. I love how aggressive she was too. Like this is she's she's just dropping these nuggets anywhere. She's like responding to people just being like, "I got fucking disabled, permanently PTSD, and all that shit on your bad fight for your freedom, you fucking cook." And she's like, "You didn't do any of that. You didn't do any of that shit. No, that's true." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, I I just hope uh, so. Th- so we we're learning, we're learning how we can get big, which is we need to peddle more hopium, and Sarge needs to go aggressive, stolen valor here. So yeah. Sarge, just start making some shit up. I mean, I don't even care what you need to do. <laughs> just, just just lie, just lie. Your head that, 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 yeah, now we have to get into our backstory where we, we heroically served together. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes. we, 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 yeah, we yeah. blackhawk downed it. It was me and you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i've got the presidential freedom of metal or whatever to prove it and now now they're gonna make a movie about my totally real experiences it's gonna experiences is gonna be very mediocre i think it'll star ryan gosling and um, oh man hey get off his back he's in that barbie movie and i hope it's not mediocre <laughs> Oh, who am I thinking? Jake Gyllenhaal. He's in that. Oh, oh yeah. There's the mediocrity we were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> There's that's the stuff. I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. Brokeback Mountain was a great flick, but he's he's been in a lot of stuff where like I'm just like really everyone's like losing their mind. Like Nightcrawler. I'm just like I guess this is a cool movie and all, but like when I look, it's like when I when I see his performance in it, I'm just like oh my god, Jake Gyllenhaal, crazy. Anyway, sorry. Now I'm really off topic. He has so, like has uh movie. has uh stolen Valerie responded to her allegations? Has she come out? Is she trying to defend herself? That's right. Uh, I called her stolen Valerie. That was pretty clever. I appreciate that. I'm 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 here for it. I I, I second your motion. That's what I, I will officially call her that from now on. It works for me. That'll be our podcast and a podcast about uh, her in the future. Yes, five minutes every episode called Stolen Valerie about this yeah. wild lady. Yes, uh, she's just tweeting through it. Just just head down, ignoring it. Just gonna just keep doing the Mueller she wrote hopium peddling. Just. And the thing that's really, really kind of funny is I've seen a lot of people lumped into this sort of left wing sphere of influence. And I I don't know, I I could just be a knave, doe eyed moron who doesn't know his ass from his elbow. But I just don't think a lot of these people are as bad as others. But I just see people being like, oh, this is just as bad as bad company and angry staffer. And I'm like, angry staffer is kind of fun. But bad company is fucking blew it on bullshit. Bad company's the worst. Because and I, but I'm just like, am I wrong? Is angry staffer also bad? I just don't know. There's like because there is this new. Who could say, Mike? Because who knows what the fuck those things are? Yeah, You're talking right. about these things like so casually, like your co-hosts don't know what those are. You know that we don't know what those are. Yeah, but well, I'm just saying, gone real deep into blue. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, but well. Well, bad company is fucking pure blue and on bullshit. So they they got their they got their account suspended a million years ago. They got it back. Thanks, Elon. And literally all they do is just post shit where they're just like, oh, shit's going to happen real soon. They're just literally all boom week ahead. But for the left, 
whereas like angry staffer and other people like that try to post actual stuff and talk about the news and things. Whereas uh, it's, it's really frustrating because this has happened to me like two or three times where people have been like, Hey, you should follow these people to get a clue as to what's really going on. And they're like at Mike Rothschild at Travis view at poker politics at bad company. And I'm like, no, no, one of those things is not like the other. One of those things does not belong. No way, it, Mike. You love that company. It's, 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 oh, it's on record. The, oh, the Twitter record has showed that you get retweeted with them a lot. So oh, you, guys are, you guys are friends. Yeah, oh, yeah. The BFFs, the biggest and best. Bad company. BFFs. If you're listening, you want to collaborate? Mike Reigns is into it. Let's go. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm. I'm here to talk about how they're absolutely going to dig up that uh, Trump's wife's uh, coffin at that golf uh, course and find all the stolen documents inside it i totally believe in that stuff i'm 100 a coffin truther i mean that uh, would be incredible that's like actual super villain shit you're just like yeah i stole this and i hid it someplace and you'll never find out where it is and it's like is it this obvious pit in your backyard that just happens to be uh, an alleged grave for someone and it's just like <laughs> uh no no that's not it <laughs> like so it's just sort of like either it's not true because obviously that would be crazy or it is true and it's just like oh my god we live in a reality where like People are starting to go super villain crazy. That's exciting. <laughs> we know Trump knows how to destroy and hide documents. He's doing it right now. He had a staffer flood the server room at Mar Largo. <laughs> and all... fail. That was an and accident. Fail. That was just general pool repair. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> it's such a fucking Looney Tunes move. It's so it, like. Hey, we need all that security footage from Mar Lago. We uh, the server room flooded. It's so weird. Like you, you wouldn't believe it. it. You, you you have no idea. Yeah. Every now every now and then we we just drain the pool into the server room. It's just a routine thing we do. And oops, a doopsies. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> server room gets hot, so we drain the pool into it, and we make sure <laughs> everything is sprayed down pretty effectively. Yeah. And you know what cools down all the servers really well? Magnets. High-powered magnets. So we just yeah. get them nice and cold by scrubbing the magnets over them. It's wonderful. No, see, that was just a that was just a miscommunication. Trump told them MAGA and they heard magnets. Oh, right. Yes. Yes. That was to- Because yeah. English isn't their first language. Because yes. he doesn't want to pay people not under the table like he wants to, you know, you don't get to be rich by paying people a livable wage. Right, exactly. It's America. Like- if you don't know what you're, we're talking about, I don't know how you possibly couldn't. Uh, the, Trump is very likely to be indicted within the next week to two over <laughs> several documents that are still missing. And uh, his legal team talked to the DOJ and they're like, hey, please don't indict Trump. And from all indications, the meeting didn't go so hot. That was their Hail Mary. Yeah, they, they just they just showed up and were just like, please don't, please don't do it. Please, yeah, please don't. That please was don't. Move. Please yeah. don't do it. Please, please just let him off. Please, please just yeah. let him off. Please, we're, we're, he, please. He, he was, he was, please. He, he was a former president. I mean, for, for crying out loud, man, you can't do this to a former president. It, it's so unfair. And the DOJ was like, um, get fucked, morons. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. So two days ago, um, Trump posted, and this was what we believe to be right after his lawyers got out of that meeting and was and gave him the heads up that not looking good, Donnie Two Scoops, actually looking bad. 
he tweeted in or truths in all caps how could doj possibly charge me who did nothing wrong when no other presidents were charged when joe biden won't be charged for anything including the fact that he had 1850 uh boxes much of it classified and some dating back to his senate day his senate day joe biden spent one day in the senate according to trump apparently when even Democrat senators are shocked, also President Clinton had documents and one in court. Crooked Hillary deleted 30, 33,000 emails, many classified, and wasn't even close to being charged. Only Trump, the greatest witch hunt of all time. So oh, Only he, Trump. Only Trump. <laughs> only Trump. So unfair. Classic Trump reply. Yes. The most I like unfair. how he managed to get it, uh, but her emails in there. Yes. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, like, he hates those emails. That wasn't investigated to hell and back. Right. Like, literally, the opening of Hillary's campaign was James Comey walking out to a podium and being like, we couldn't charge that bitch, but uh, it just just gets my coat. But this is the way it's going to be, and I'm so frustrated. And then James Comey came back a week before the election and was like, by the way, we're investigating her again for reasons. Yeah. Ha, 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 thumb on the scale. Boom. Gotcha, bitch. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite things about QAnon. They're like, I want Comey to hang in Gitmo. It's like, you fucking idiots. Comey's why Trump got elected. Did you not know how fucking reality works? You certainly. Have. No, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. We're finding this out uh, repeatedly. Every every time we do one of the show, we relearn this lesson. Yes. <laughs> butter emails. Yeah, butter emails. Oh, God. So, yeah, so Trump threw a fit. And the uh, gr- the grand jury that had been impaneled by Jack Smith uh, is meeting this week. And we don't know if they're hearing more evidence or if this is just actually Jack Smith's going to be like, okay, you've heard all the evidence. Now it's time to come to a decision. And as people love to point out, quote unquote, you can indict a ham sandwich. So if uh, if all this evidence is what it appears to be, and it does seem fucking bad when, again, you just have the Trump people accidentally flooding the server room of the, of Mar-a-Lago and be like, oh, shit, the pool drain dude are bad. And it turned out they actually didn't destroy anything. Just the <laughs> they attempted to flood the server and failed. So when you have all this show going on, the whole if there's smoke, there's fire thing, it looks like Trump is going to get charged with actual big boy crimes, which people might care about, because we all weathered that whole hush money thing pretty quickly. That came and went very fast. So it's going to be very interesting to see how our goldfish attention span media is going to react to Trump actually potentially being charged with the Espionage Act, which is like... I, and I, I mean, I, I mentioned this before, and L like gave me the plate slap on the wrist about it. But Espionage Act is like actually you can seek the death penalty for kind of stuff. It's like ultimate <laughs> big boy crimes. Not that I think that's going to happen to Trump. I mean, I'm sure Bad Company's posting about it now. Trump's getting the chair. Hashtag Bad Company. Hashtag Give Me Money. But um, like that. That kind of thing where it's like, yeah, prosecutors could seek life imprisonment or death. I, I wonder I wonder if that charge actually moves the needle for the media coverage of the 20, Trump 2024 campaign that, uh, yeah, if you like this guy president, I don't know. I know it seems weird, but we might actually have to execute the president for his crimes. <laughs> Just like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, they would never do that. He... God, they never say never, Sarge. Only a cis speaks in absolutes. 
which is like, I have always hated that line so much. It's just like, oh yeah, that's the only people who speak in absolutes. So it's only them. This is pretty fucking absolute to me there, ding dong. Yeah, it sounded like a pretty absolute statement there. You, you want to take a second pass at this line there, George? <laughs> it's just fucking, it's just sick and great the way it is. All right, good stuff. Only cis speak in absolutes. That's a man, that's a woman. Only and only the cis speak in absolutes. No one else does it. It's only them, absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> Tashi Station, etc. <laughs> Fucking clown shit. Anyway, uh, once again, getting wildly off topic. Let's uh, let's soldier forth. Uh, we would put put Donald Trump in the rearview window for a week. He'll roar back up to us like a T Rex next week. Anyway, with his tiny uh, arms and hands. <laughs> but instead, we can talk about Ray. Ray. Uh, I don't know why we're talking about Ray, so I'll just toss it over to Mike. Why are we talking about Ray? Uh, we are talking about Ray because Ray is going to be held, allegedly is going to be held in contempt of Congress very soon because this is the latest very silly uh, Republican witch hunt to try to blame the FBI for being bad and trying to catch Joe Biden in his cripplingly corrupt corruption. And basically what has happened is the FBI has a document and they have told the uh, Republicans that are, that want to look at this document. They're like, we can't give you the full document. It's like pertinent to investigations and stuff that were going on. It involves classified details that the FBI is not uh, comfortable with granting you. We are willing to let you into a room with the document lightly redacted so that you can look at it and examine it and read it as far as we can go. And they actually did this. And I, I don't know if it was McCarthy or another Republican, but Republicans did get to see like 90% of the document. And Republicans were like, not good enough. We want the document delivered to us. So we can hold it in our hot little hands. And this is unacceptable. And if you don't give it to us, we are going to file contempt of Congress charges against the head of the FBI. So this bizarre little witch hunt into quote unquote Biden corruption. This was what we talked about previously where we had the whistleblowers that mysteriously vanished when we needed to call upon them. (laughs) And yeah. And now they're talking about the whistleblower being quote unquote afraid for their life. And thusly they will not reveal themselves because much like the Clinton crime family kills everybody that opposes them. The Biden crime family also notoriously murderous. Just like, yeah, well, 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 is it is it that fucking convenient? They're just like, yeah, trust us. We have a whistleblower, but for their safety, we can't reveal who they are. No, you can't talk to them, but they exist. <laughs> yes, they totally exist. And they, we actually had a person on Fox News talking about how the FBI is full of moles who are now giving information to the Biden camp to keep the Biden camp abreast of the investigations that will bring them down to stay a step ahead of them. And uh, I forget who the person was, but as they were talking on Fox News, they declared that one of these moles is named One Eye and that One Eye is one of the people that works on behalf of the Bidens to undermine the FBI and their investigations into Biden. So, Dude, you're going to be sweating bullets if you're the one Cyclops working at the FBI right now. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh no, they know, shit. <laughs> you're just like, oh, surprise performance evaluation. Why Why would that be happening? <laughs> 
Yeah, so our 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 boy Ray, who again Q told us to trust because he was totally the greatest and bestest of all of us and was gonna take down the deep state. He's now super bad, evil, awful, and all that good stuff. And it's really weird. It's just so weird how keep how Q keeps screwing this up. How all the heroes Q told us to trust end up either failing or being outright bad guys. Like Durham, Sessions, Ray. Mike Pompeo. I mean, we had so many heroes. When you're reading like communications between Q people, do they, do any of them ever have the the cajones to to step up to the plate and like be like, hey, didn't didn't Q tell us to trust this guy? Shouldn't we be like back in this guy? Every now and then, something will happen in the news, and they'll be like, oh, Ray was playing the long game. Now it makes sense. He's still a white hat. We're good. We're good. I see you. I see you, bro. We're cool. But then Ray does something they don't like, and they just go right back to disinformation was necessary. Q had to make Ray feel comfortable so he could do his crimey crimes, and then the real white hats could catch him. They, they, they complete the mental gymnastics. They managed to solve the puzzle. Oh yeah, the 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 old chestnut of disinformation was necessary. It's so convenient. Yes. What, what another in a long line of conveniences for the QAnon follower? Yep. It's so convenient. Oh, oh god. You'd be a fool not to believe in QAnon. It's so easy. Yeah. They're like, like, look, our mythos is whatever the fuck you want it to be. What we believe in is just sort of like generally being racist, misogynistic, and transphobic, and also, it, do you like white people? Awesome. Then we're straight. Okay, cool. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Fucking so dumb. Yes. Anyway. Uh, let us continue to talk about our only, only the most proud Caucasian people in America, uh, election deniers. Now I'm not saying that they're all white. I'm just saying that almost all of them are white. And if you have data that refutes that fucking come at me. Uh, so apparently they have scored a big victory over YouTube this week, according to our friend, Mike. So Mike, I didn't even know YouTube was embattled with election deniers. What's going on here? Uh, so YouTube had a policy just straight up where if you tried to post 2020 election denialism shit, they would just pull you, pull it down. They'd just be like, nope, you can't do this stuff. And this week, YouTube has made a new policy where you are allowed to post that shit. And it might get flagged for violating other reasons, other misinformation or disinformation things. But now if you want to bring your measured, reasoned, skeptic, evidence-filled 2020 election denialism to YouTube, They'll give you a fair hearing. They'll give you a fair shake, which um, the rest of the media has looked at and been like, YouTube, what the fuck? And YouTube is just like, bro, Trump's going to be the 2024 nominee. What do you want us to do? Literally everything that's going to be posted about him or anything he says is just going to be, I got dropped in 2020. It was bullshit. They fucking cheated me. Fuck this shit. I'm so mad about it, but I'm going to win in 2024 because some... Somehow I'll beat the cheat. Just, just figure out that cognitive dissonance dissonance and vote for me, anyways. Just, just do it. Just show up and vote, even though the elections are rigged. It's all good. So apparently, you uh, YouTube, like seeing the writing on the wall about where Republicans are going with this shit, have just decided, fuck it, we're just gonna throw our arms up and just give up. They they can just fucking storm all around and be giant shit bags. We we ain't policing this anymore. We're done. We're we're done trying to inject sanity into American politics. And boy, howdy, 
when this announcement came out, did I see this? As Q, QAnon hasn't celebrated this much since uh, Durham indicted some guy that got acquitted like 20 minutes after the jury got the case. But they were, they're so happy. Like, nice. we won! Matt Walsh the, has to be excited. Oh, the, oh. <laughs> At last, the truth is now on YouTube. And oh, I, I've seen, I saw so much beating of your beating of chest where people were like, if you keep fighting for what you believe in, it wins out because the truth is on our side. And it's like, no, YouTube is just a soulless corporation and they don't want to have to deplatform the Republican Party when the Republican Party just fucking bends the knee to Donald Trump and just kisses his ass for the next, I don't know, for nine months minimum going into the next election because. That's that's where we're going to be at. Fuck it. Well, because I'm a capitalist bootleg, I'm willing to play devil's advocate here a little bit. Uh, let's just so in, so in a world where YouTube does continue to just heavily moderate that and everything Donald Trump says throughout the entire course of his presidential run it just can't make the air on YouTube. But like whatever other candidates are running for office, specifically for the Democrat Party, like get YouTube is just like a big free platform. That seems like the sort of thing where at some point the government's just like, well, now you're directly influencing elections. Like it, like you're not like a, a impartial platform. And then they get embroiled into this like living towns, like like the the, the digital town square bullshit that ruined Twitter. Oh yeah, I, I can I can understand that Republicans would absolutely use that as an axe to grind. So like this is a kind of, a kind of preemptive surrender to the Republicans on this front. I can see that it's. It's just a shit thing, period, because they're just tolerating these lies on their platform now. And it's I mean, it's really funny because every now and then if you if like you look at some like historical like snapshot of America, it'll be like presidential elections. You click on it and it'll be like the election, the issues of the day, like tariffs or slavery or this, that, the other thing. I just love the idea that like in 50 years, someone will click on like the 2024 presidential election. It'll be like issues of the day that the guy running for in 2024 got the election stolen from him in 2020. Like that's going to be the main campaign platform blank of the Republicans is that the last election was rigged against us. It's just, it's so fucking wild. Yeah, that's great. Cause another way to say that is vote for us this time. We lost last time. Yes. Voting. It was fixed last time. Yeah. It, it was rigged last time and it'll, it'll be rigged this time. Don't vote Republicans. Make your voice heard by not voting. Yep. That, that was uh, after the 2022 midterms, uh, Charlie Kirk on his dumb little show had callers call in and a bunch of them were like, yeah, I didn't vote because you guys said 2020 was rigged. So fuck it. Why bother? And you could just see Charlie Kirk and his co-host being like, no, no, I can't believe harder. <laughs> no, I that's what we should. That's what we should do for, to, to really seal the deal this uh, this time around. We need to get a bunch of us savvy liberals out, like the, the ones that could pass for good old boys need to go to where they're protesting stuff with big signs and like clever chants to just dissuade voting. Yes. Just be like, can't win, don't try, can't win, don't try. Come on, boys. Yeah, exactly. What are we doing here anyway? Let's go get loaded. Yes. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Why vote when you can get drunk? Let's do this. <laughs> just like... 
Uh, good shit. Excellent. Well, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer group of people or a nicer giant soulless corporation. There's really no winners here. Uh, at least YouTube has a better leg to stand on than Twitch did with their big announcement this week of actually maybe streamers shouldn't be able to make money, really. How about that? How does how, how do you like that fucking how do you like how do you fucking like that streamers, huh? How do you like that people that we rely on for our platform? Oh, you're all very unhappy and most of you are discussing leaving very publicly? Well, we didn't see that coming. We thought, we'd be fine not making any money. Anyway. We thought you did it for the love of the stream. Yeah, that's for a the love the, of this stream. Yeah, let's say no WBA. People want the people want to get paid for what they're doing. Yes, <laughs> take that WNBA. Those poor fucking women, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm living my dream, but like I also have to work at McDonald's to pay my bills. <laughs> I mean, that, that's literally why Brittany Griner spent that year or so in in a Russian prison because in order to make in order to make a living wage as a as a female athlete, you would literally have to play basketball year round. So when the Russian basketball league's like, "Hey, we'll pay you like commensurate or more than the WNBA in the WNBA all off season to play basketball," you're like. Fuck it! I'm only making fifty grand in the WNBA. I'll go play basketball in Russia for seventy five k, and then they're like, "Oh, you have some hash oil. Enjoy jail for forever now." And it's like, "Fuck! God damn it!" My fucking computer just refused to allow me to unmute my my microphone. There. That was <laughs> yeah, fun. I was like, like "Wow!" Usually, uh, no, yeah. I was I was just a deep contemplative, contemplative thinking about <laughs> the state of the WNBA. Yeah. No, my computer was just like refusing to like when I mouse over the the mute button for the 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 platform that we use to do our podcasting, it calls up a little like you know array of options, and yeah. it just wouldn't that 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 little pop-up would not fuck off. It would just refuse to allow me to mute. Anyway, uh, but once again, rambling into the microphone, let's go to our mailbag for the week. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. So uh, I have a couple secret mailbag questions. Uh, the first of which was sent to me on Patreon. And they said, I've never asked my friend about Q directly. How would you recommend me asking about it so as not to put my friend on the defensive? I've demonstrated myself as, quote unquote, not being open minded. So how do I have this discussion? And the thing is, to, really, all you can do with someone who's in QAnon and believes in this kind of stuff is show them that you're willing to talk to them and you're willing to have a, a conversation without judgment, without being uh, like, without calling them wrong or getting shouty or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You just, you just want to be supportive while also explaining to them, look, this, this is this, this is why this is not true. This is why this is bullshit. You just want, to, you, you don't, you like debunking doesn't, make someone go, Oh my God, I'm wrong. It makes them double down. It makes them more aggressively defensive. It makes them hold onto their beliefs harder. The best thing you can just do is plant those little seeds that they're wrong about these few things and BT dubs. If you want to talk to me about it, that's cool. And if you ever give up on this shit, I'll, I'll be your bro. I'm here to be your friend. I'm here to support you. Uh, no muss, no fuss. And that's like the main thing is that a lot of people in movements like this and movements that are much worse, like neo-Nazis and stuff like that, they kind of think that, man, I'm like this deep into this shit. I can never be accepted again in polite society. And that's how these groups get their hooks into you and you stay in them because you just don't think you have any future outside of the movement. And 
So just letting them know that there is a future outside of shitty QAnon is good. It's something that can retether them back to reality. There's no quick fix. There's no one size fit all thing. I literally had some guy like uh, three or four months ago peddling a book that was like, this book will get your friends out of cults and save them. And he was like trying to like talk to me about like marketing it with QAnon. And I just was like, I know you're you're making a lot of promises that I don't think you can deliver on. And I do not want to be a part of this. <laughs> so like hard pass. But I mean, like, I'm, I'm glad you have this book and maybe I'll read it and have some like I, conversational like cues and stuff to learn from. But no, I don't think there's a book I can read. And then immediately I can run up to a QAnon believer and be like, boom, you are now out of QAnon. They're like, oh, my God, I've seen the light. Thank you so much, brave soul. Bible to a vampire. You're just like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wave this book at you, and it's gonna make you realize that your ways are bad. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's all you can really do, and it's and, and the main thing I will tell people in this situation is. Don't be so hard on yourself. If if it's not if if you can't handle the mental burden of dealing with a QAnon believer, then just uh, the, the, hey, they're the, they're the ones who've burned that bridge. They're, like they've made the decision that QAnon's more important than their friendship with you or their relationship with you. So just um, just accept that like they've made the choice. You're not the one making the choice because like that is something that you see a lot in QAnon postings where they'll be like, I've lost friends and family because they just don't see the truth and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you, you did do that. You, you made that decision and your friends have made the decision based off your decision, but you were the, you were the first mover. You were the one that set that chain of events into motion because you want to buy into this shit and you won't let go of it. And you won't let your friends like know you're you're going to tell your friends about it no matter what. Like you can't have a quiet relationship with them. So yeah, so it, it's it's not great, but it's, it's the world we live in. It's the best I can offer you. I'm really sorry that that's all I can give you. So well, there you after, go. My, my, yeah. Mike Rain suggested is suggesting empathy, and uh, you know who doesn't need who doesn't need a little more empathy in their life? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, thank you for that question. The other question I got was um, I watched a God awful B horror movie with a religious theme where a character must pledge an oath where one goes free. We all go home and science is satanic and thought, did a QAnon write this? And I follow a bunch of QAnon debunkers. Do you, do you guys worry about the fact that like you're constantly staring into the abyss and then at some point you'll become not one of them, but something like one of them. So like basically how do I, and how do you guys deal with like dealing with this content is pretty much the question. I barely engage with QAnon stuff. That's how Take I do regular it. Regular breaks. When I was reading the, um, the, the um, anti-moon landing book, the first section of it, was all science so i was like oh maybe they have a point and no it like a lot of it doesn't never stop critically thinking a lot of it doesn't engage uh with information on any level that's honest so it's not it's it's not hard to not fall down it if you're if you as long as you use critical thinking and uh, if you ever feel like you are like, oh, man, I'm getting a little too into this, take breaks. Like, just just go fuck off and look at something else. 
for a while. Oh yeah. Oh, oh god. Oh god. Play with, some with people that yep. like are have both feet in reality. Yep. Touch grass. All those important things. Yeah. yeah. I I'm I'm a sicko, and I fully acknowledge that. Like I am. I'm just I'm just in the weeds in this shit. I live through it. It's what I enjoy. I'm nuts. I've, and I, I've had people explain that to me and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I get it. But uh, the main reason why I don't really worry about the whole abyss thing is that I understand that these people are always acting in bad faith. And I think the most important thing you can do in these situations and in any situation is to act in good faith. It's like present your arguments that you actually believe, actually present your beliefs, actually like mean what you say, do, do things that you think are good and move things forward. Because as long as you're true to yourself, it, all, the rest of it's going to work itself out. I mean, there's, there are things I notice in this world where uh, I get the, like um, Marvel snap has a, a title you can, w- you can win. And every now and then people will play it when they're playing against me. And that title was like Thanos is right. And I look at it and there is this part of me that is like, I understand the joke, but I also know that like, there's this horrible deep, world where Hitler was right is a thing people say a lot. So it's like, yes, like this stuff does make some of the world less fun for me, but that's just the price of doing business. Like the more important thing I think is just not like losing your moorings and becoming like detached from reality to the yeah. point where you, you, you pull the J to where you're debunking QAnon to the point where now you know how it happened and you're right. And now when you talk to other people who also debunk QAnon and they disagree with you, they're in on the conspiracy against you as well. Cause like that. That's the path to madness. That is like, I, I don't know shit about shit. If like tomorrow evidence came out that Mike Flynn was cute, fuck, boom. Wow, way to go, Jay Stu. You nailed it. Good on you, bro. I mean, but it's just. What an amazing revelation. Yeah, what a, what a, what a shocking turn of events. It's like uh, the uh, like the South Park episode earlier. The correct religion is Mormonism. And it's just, boom, we did it. Mormons, we win. I mean, it's, it's like whatever. But yeah, that's. um. That's how I try to keep it balanced. So uh, thank you for the question. And finally, from Cleodora Silvestri, our Hell World Grand Inquisitor, what? who are the members of the Q Slayers League and what are their Q-crushing superpowers? <laughs> yeah, see, I, I never, I, I hadn't heard of the Q Slayers until Jason accused Mike Reigns of being one. So I, I guess, Mike, it would be on you to tell us who the Pantheon yeah. is. Who, 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 who's among you in the, in the Q Slayer group? <laughs> and then we can assign powers to them. <laughs> Well, uh, given the people that, that Stu hates the most, it would basically probably be like Travis View and Mike Rothschild. So probably the other two QAA co-hosts, Jake and Julian. Um, and then basically anyone else in the community that's kind of even got within 27 feet of him. There's like Cassandra Seven, who you guys probably don't know about. Jay Stu's tried to dox her a bunch of times. Name sounds like, familiar. Yeah, he's like super. And her angry. name really lends herself to be some sort of like cool robot or android or something. Yeah, uh, he hates karma too. I mean, karma's also part of the plot to ruin him. So she's oh, definitely... karma's power is easy. Boomerang powers, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Karma could also live in some sort of weird quantum singularity because Australia isn't real. So where she actually exists is unknown to us. So. Nope. Uh, nope. It's uh, she's it's... she throws a boomerang and her catchphrase is "What goes around comes around." Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You don't want to 
do something with a kangaroo? No, no. no what goes? Her name is Carmen, mate. What goes around comes around. Was literally the number one answer on that board. Bing. Yes, and it was. It was one of those number one answers. That's like that's like seventy two points. Like the remaining answers are like you're really grasping at straws. I crushed it hard enough where I blew to point it out. I crushed that one. It was yes. <laughs> All right, you crushed that one hard enough. I'll give you a joke on credit. <laughs> but it's about time. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Cassandra Seven, cool name, sounds like an android. Let's go with it. Karma, Boomerang, yeah. Australia, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Mike Rains, Gambit guy, poker politics, right? <laughs> yes. <Sandwich man. laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, maybe maybe you could have like a two faced jag where you're half poker, half politics. <laughs> like like half of you is Uncle Sam, and then the half of you is like a magician or whatever. Like or like whatever, like a pit boss wears just like a stylish suit with a car- cards in your hand. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got I got cards as my as my pocket square instead of an actual like napkin or handkerchief. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, okay, so oh, Travis View chameleon powers. Obviously, he was so good at obscuring his identity. He was, oh, so, he was so good at obscuring his identity. He didn't he didn't even realize he was doing it. He was like, <laughs> I just assumed you all knew that this wasn't really me. And they're just like, shut up! You were hiding it. Oh God, that that happened recently where Jay Stu posted a thing where it's like Travis View like broadcasts under a pseudonym on his podcast, and his real name is Logan Strand. And it's like, we, but bro, that's that's been known for a fucking year at this point. Calm down. Yeah, but, we, yeah. We, we like uh, many of us have seen the the the, t- the delightful tweets of the guy who is the picture that he uses. And yes. I guess that guy seems like he's just like a good dude. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know anything about the other QAnon anonymous pe- or the QAnon anonymous people enough to give them a uh, any any sort of powers. Uh, Mike Rothschild's got to be just like Professor X, right? He's like the leader uh. because I feel like any powers I'd want to ascribe to him would be based on the fact that they would hate that he's Jewish, and I don't want to play in that sandbox. She's <laughs> right. Professor X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or maybe maybe he's just a, he, maybe he's Professor Parentheses. <laughs> It's just like <laughs> Professor yeah. Three parentheses. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Oh man, I I'm just um, my I don't know brain. whoever I'm missing. You guys got to fill in because I don't no, know the no. Rest of these these people. No, no, you're you're, 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 you're you 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 got them all. You did you did a, you did a bang up job, sir. I appreciate you. That that's why that's why L is crushing it here on the podcast this week. And, and then so, the, the the rest of the rest of the Q and anonymous people are like the defenders. It's like we'll talk about them when they get the road shows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, finally, what are you guys looking forward to? Oh, man, we already did Spider Man last week, which so. is pure copaganda. Oh my god, I can't believe that discourse. What the fuck is copaganda? Is, uh, com- is that like pro cop or anti cop? Yeah, pro cop. It's like basically, basically, there's this like subgenre of lunatics on Twitter who believe that pretty much every television show that that involves cops, where the cops aren't murderous psychopaths, is like this pro cop propaganda. Now, copaganda is real. There's like like blue yeah. blood, blue bloods, and that kind of shit. Fucking god, but. These people go that extra mile and they're like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, fucking copaganda. The Wire, copaganda. And it's just, what do you oh, mean? Yeah, yeah the, the Wire really paints cops in a great light. Yeah, yes. like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just so ridiculous. But yeah, I just... There's... Crazy. I, I can't believe you would watch that movie and get that sort of read from it. I mean, no. I, guess, I guess if you just insist that all cops have to be depicted as bastards all the time, then sure, <laughs> there are like some cop characters that aren't Mean yeah, I can't dickhead. make a point against it without doing a big spoiler. So, um, 
Yeah. Hmm. Whatever. Uh, shut up, losers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway, what are we looking forward to? God, it's. I mean, like, I'm looking forward to having my light medical stuff resolved. I'm just so sick and tired of having to field phone calls. Like, I told somebody today, I was just like, yeah, I have to go get blood work today to try to figure out how I can cure getting three phone calls a day. Um, <laughs> and that's sort of where I'm at because I just fucking hate phone calls. And like yesterday, I felt bad. I got snippy when I finally picked up one of the ladies, and I was. Just, they're just like, hey, is this letter to just touch a base? And I was just like, yep, it's Leonard. Sorry, I haven't been back in touch with you. I have a job. And that was sort of <laughs> what I told them. I was just like, yeah, I work a job. It's literally like two o'clock now, and I happen to be at my job. So, like, let's fucking wrap this up. Oh, so <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so I, I'll be pumped to be relieved for the burden of having to talk to people on the phone. <laughs> uh, I'm I, Speaking of jobs, I am looking forward to, I'm excited about I have started my new job and I get to do drone photography again. I have a a drone which I'm sourcing uh names for. Gonna name my drone here soon. Uh Drone and McDrone face. I, that's what I named <laughs> the last one. You were oh, was that, that the last one? Yeah. Okay, well in that case, uh Shrek. Shrek. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it in one. Uh Slava Dro- Drony DeVito. Yes. I'm here for any pro Ukraine thing you can say for the drone, because like that's literally all Ukrainian war footage. Yeah, drones drones blowing up Russians. <laughs> yeah, Slava Ukraine. That should be the name of your drone. That's a good one. The, yeah. yeah, I'll figure out some Ukrainian cryptid. <laughs> We'll have to find one. Oh, God. That would be great. Oh. Drony Glover, a.k.a. Childish Gambi Drone. <laughs> you can't just shove drone into everything. Oh, I absolutely can and will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what our group chat discourse will be for the next week. It's just L putting drone in things. Lady Drone Drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That should not have killed as hard as it did. I'm so goddamn punchy right now. <laughs> well, luckily we're almost home. We just have to wait yeah. for you to tell us what you're looking forward to there, mate. Yeah, take us uh, home. Two, uh, two more wins in the Stanley Cup Finals of your Las Vegas Golden Knights, who have beaten the brakes off of the evil Florida Panthers in the first two games. So uh, hopefully the Knights can bring it home so I can betray the Boston Bruins completely and support the team that I was in, not in town for when they were created, but nice. I did live out in Vegas for five years, so I'm allowed to do this. Screw all of you. And uh, on top of that, just uh, getting ready to hopefully – oh. Uh, Go out to uh, the Salem Willows at some ill-defined point in your future if the air quality isn't murderous. And uh, visiting the Clam Shack because they're open now and I can get myself a cheap lobster, which is always delightful. Lobster. Just getting the lobster and some shrimp. I just pictured it like no utensils. Just You just pick it up as one whole unit just crunching right into it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just just a straight bite. Like an apple. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Straight bite into the exoskeleton, just chonk you up. <laughs> the, 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 the old the old venom maneuver to come yeah. back to Spider Man. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe you and I might need to coordinate sometime uh, in the not too distant future because mm. I've been I've been looking to try to go on a little road trip for some clams. So I'll be in touch because the the fried clam lust has been upon me for the the past calendar year. Yeah. I missed out yeah. last year. Yeah, fair, fair. We, we 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 will we will touch base. Yes, that will happen. 
Well, on that note, it's time for us to get into our, uh, let's say, scenic New England uh, boats and fucking drift off into the horizon uh, away from Hellworld for the week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. If you'd like to support the show uh, for for free, further, that was the word I was looking for, for for, for, for further. You got it. For free. You could do so by leaving us a five-star review, whatever podcast platform you happen to be uh, receiving us from. If you have money and you'd like to support the show with it, we'll be happy to take it. God knows we talk about selling out so much. Of course, we like money. You can visit patreon.com slash poker politics to tip your dealers. Uh, anybody who gives us $5 or more a month gets access to all of our bonus content, past, present, and future, including uh, the new uh, secret bonus content drop that Mike Rains just did with a special guest star. So that's good stuff. Uh, there's uh, over 50 hours of bonus content available. So if you're feeling generous, $5 or more a month will join you up for that and you can be part of our uh, crib of beautiful babies like our good friend this week aaron aaron is our new beautiful babies double a ron uh god that sketch must have ruined your life for a little while and my sympathies go out to you but thank you so much for your support if you have money and you don't want to give it to us we totally get it you can do some good with it in any number of ways but one that we suggest is donating to love146.org they're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation that's in their own words Thanks as always for the use of our intro music goes out to DJ Minimal Effort, who is still not on social media. However, our buddy Frosty remains on social media at FrostyVO. You can find them there on Twitter. You can find the show that you're listening to. That's right. Hellworld gets third billing during our social shoutouts because we're just such nice guys. And you can find us on Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. Myself at Hellworld L spelled the same way. Sarge at Sergeant Hell. And Mike Reigns is, of course, at Poker Politics. So for another, the little, 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 wow, I just cannot get these fucking words out right now, guys. This is some hot shit for, yeah, you're right to silently applaud me because you mute during the, the outro, which I appreciate and I deserve it. I'm fucking up real bad. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by the not so mysterious Sarge and our expert at all things, uh, QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Reigns. Good speed, patriots.